to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and a person who wants to live in an equitable, sustainable, and fun community. And on today's show, we're going to talk about Connect Up Minnesota. Connect, engage, invest, repeat. In studio with us is Stephanie Lewis. She's with Social Impact Strategies, and she's also with Connect Up Minnesota, and also Janita Jars with Janita's Jar Cookie Company. Welcome to Food Freedom Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. So tell us about this event coming up. All right. Um, gosh, I want to almost talk about the origin. Uh, talk about the origin. So uh, my boss, Elaine Rasmussen, uh, had um, a lengthy career in philanthropy. And while she was um, transitioning out of philanthropy, she started becoming interested in uh, impact investing. And really seeing where the capital was flowing, who it was flowing to, how uh, people were making their investments and what criteria were they basing their investments on. And so one of the things she started um, as an extension of that and because she, you know, when she left, she became an entrepreneur. But then she wanted to know exactly how money was flowing to entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs that looked like her. And so she started getting started mapping where this money was going and realized that not only money was not going to us, but we were not also we were also being deprived of social capital as well as resources in order for um in order for under, underestimated entrepreneurs to grow their business. And so uh, she began, uh, she founded Connect Up. And the purpose of Connect Up is really to um, bring together curated groups of investors, entrepreneurs, as well as actor, other actors from the entrepreneur ecosystem to do relationship building. Because in her experience, and, and I'm pretty sure Jenny is going to be able to speak to this, but people simply don't just, people don't invest in your ideas. They invest in you. Right. And we see so many examples of failed um, business ventures that received a ton of cash. <laughs> I mean, we work anybody. Uh, well, it's so interesting. You mentioned we work because I was at the College of Cooperatives this last week. And the, the, one of the uh, speakers there was talking about the same thing with WeWork. They lost Billions, billions, they and billions opened, of dollars, and it—you know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's almost worth monopoly money at this point. But because <laughs> I mean, anyway, so people invest in people, and they—and people don't invest in ideas. And what we notice is that the people that were being invested, in, you know, they didn't look like me or Janita, or even you, for that matter. So um, she founded Connect Up to do this relationship building, this intentional relationship building, this authentic relationship building, so people can find out who the other people, who other folks are. And it was the curated group of investors are folks that are looking to do more with their money. They've made enough money, you know, but they're looking. There's like, hey, I want to do something different. I want to invest in a different way. I want to invest that aligns with my value. And I want to invest locally. So it gives them, if they have an appetite to invest locally, it gives them an opportunity to, you know, it gives them a target-rich environment so they can find underestimated entrepreneurs to not only invest in, but to also mentor and become a part of their networks. Because right now there exist in networks that all, that looks like everybody else. They become echo chambers, right? So this is an opportunity to do some, you know, vertical as well as horizontal relationship building. Um, there's a, it's action driven. So we do, um, a lot of, all of our sessions have activities because we want people to have, um, not just theory, but applications, things that they can actually use in uh, their businesses and in their day-to-day lives. Um, there's also, uh, you know, we do uh, garage startups where we do fundraise and we give away that money to our entrepreneurs um, to use however they see fit. Um, so that the, this day is getting information, and it's, there's three tracks. So there's an entrepreneur track, there's an ecosystem track, and there's an investor track. So along the investor track is really, you know, getting them together on how to invest with value, how to do values-based investing. Um, and for entrepreneurs, it's really about giving them that information at the 201 stage because all the entrepreneurs we engage are in the early growth stage of their businesses. So we're providing them information on how um, to better understand the capital landscape, how to identify um, your right investor, right? Because it's not just like 
we believe that all money is not good money. And so instead of you acting from a place of desperation, you're acting from a place of power and understanding, hey, you know, just because you have a bag full of money for me, we may not align on a lot of things. You may want more control than I want you to have. So, no, I don't feel feel like this is a good fit. And for the ecosystem, it's for them to really dig deep and meet people that they don't necessarily meet on their jobs. Some of them work for incubators, and they don't know everybody in the ecosystem, right? And the mm-hmm. only time they really engage with entrepreneurs is when entrepreneurs are coming through their door in a crisis. So this is giving them an opportunity to do that relationship building before they come in and say, hey, I just lost $150,000, you know, doing this business deal. Right. And it's, there's so much we have to talk about. But now, when is this event and how do people register and um, where is that? Yes. So the event is March 13th and 14th. That is Friday and Saturday. Um, it's going to be at Metro, Metropolitan State University at New Main Hall in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, we decided to have it on Friday and Saturday because we recognize that all of our entrepreneurs, a lot of entrepreneurs are, you know, they're, lunchtime CEOs. So they work full-time jobs and then they work their business during their lunch hour or after work. And so we wanted to be respectful of that instead of planting it in the middle of the week, having it on Friday so they can take one day off of PTO and then they can come in on Saturday at their leisure. And all, and um, we are offering childcare with registration because, again, our target demographic are black and brown women between 35 and 54 and those are the ages where they're caring for somebody, typically mm-hmm. little people. And so we do have... Um, we do provide child care with the registration. Cool. And so uh, this the potential of owning our own economy. I yes. mean, that's what AM, I've said this almost every show, but AM 950, we're owned by a person who only owns one radio station. Our partners are all this ownership. And, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the example of WeWork, but they were, the, the talk behind WeWork was like, hey, we're going to be collaborative and we're going to be purpose-based. But... But but there's so much. I mean, how do we actually really help each other ones own our own economy? And it's a tough road, right? It's a tough road. Mm-hmm. Um, Janita, do you want to share your story? So I'm um, the founder and CEO of Janita's Jar, which is a mission-driven cookie company. And we're all about um, spreading a message of hope by using our, our cookies as a tool for engaging young people in conversation to reduce the occurrences of relationship violence against women. And I initially met Elaine at one of the um, ecosystem sort of planning meetings, and I was brought in as, as an entrepreneur. She was on the consulting side and really talking about the opportunity of bringing entrepreneurs to the table, entrepreneurs of color who are starting businesses like myself, but you almost like you're starting in a vacuum. And so you don't even know that there, the opportunity for investment even exists because in, in our community, we're taught, you know, you don't go into debt. Right. You don't ask people for money. You do your due diligence by working really hard, and that's how you build your business. We're not a part of the conversations where people are saying, you put that business plan together, and then you figure out how you're going to support this and how you can get other people to buy in early and support your business so that you can go further faster as opposed to spending eight years as a startup mom and pop, you know, barely getting to six figures before you have the opportunity to possibly look at investments. And so Connect Up is such a valuable resource because it's teaching entrepreneurs at an early stage that there are more opportunities to grow and fund your business. You still have to do the work. You still have to be willing to work really hard, but there are options where you don't have to work in isolation. And for a lot of communities of color, no one is inviting us to that conversation. And I, I like how the shift is happening, and I like how Connect Up is really bringing those partners together. So we're talking together, we're learning together, and even if it doesn't happen on that day, we've made a connection. So I now have a resource, and I'm ready to execute or go to the next stage in my business to be able to say, you know, I met you at Connect Up. Can you give me a little bit more information? I'm ready to now go from startup mode to CEO mode and actually go national. How can you partner with? me in doing that. And that's what Connect Up is doing for entrepreneurs like myself. That's awesome. Now, tell us about how you started your business. So, as a mission-driven entrepreneur, my company is tied to my story, my own personal journey. I'm a survivor of relationship violence, and I grew up in a very large family, and 
spending time in the kitchen was what we did. Like, that's where the majority of my childhood memories come from. Hearing the stories of my grandmother growing up in the South and, you know, working with my, my sisters and hearing my mother tell stories or, you know, the jokes about we don't need a dishwasher or a food processor because you're going to be that work. <laughs> and then creating experiences around that. And so when I got married and found myself in a very stressful and um, highly toxic environment, my escape, my emotional coping tool was to go back to my memories of my childhood and spend time in the kitchen. I decided to bake. And one of the things that came out of um, being in an abusive relationship, being in a professional environment, being in the suburbs, there's so much isolation. And I knew I, no one was talking about it. And there's shame to even tell your story. And when you step into the, out into the public, you don't look like what you're experiencing at home. And so there's sort of this unspoken culture that says, well, act like what you look like. So if you look like a successful professional couple, then that's what you act like. Um, and so there was so much isolation. And you begin to hurt in so much shame and silence. And I never wanted another woman to feel that way and so i use my cookie platform we use cookies as a tool you know we we're a retail cookie company but we use food which for hundreds of years has <laughs> been you know sort of this conversation engagement tool we bring communities together around food i can take the memories of my childhood spending time in the kitchen and producing these cookies and then take my personal story of how i was able to overcome and the support that i received and bring young people together for conversation so that another woman does not feel ashamed and silenced because because she was living in an abusive relationship. Also, my goal is three things. To reduce the shame that um, survivors or victims of relationship violence are experiencing. Two, to uh, let people know that we are responsible for each other. We are a community of allies for each other. And then thirdly, um, inspire others to take action. When we have this conversation, when this conversation is complete, what can you now do to spread the message of hope to make sure that some other woman is empowered? And if she finds herself in that situation, she knows she has someone that's going to support her. That is so cool. So how can people um, taste your cookies? So um, our website is janitasjar.com. We sell them online. They can go online and find more information. We'd be happy to serve. Awesome. Cool. So, um, again, the time on uh, the Connect Connect Up in Minnesota. Tell us a little bit about the event. We'll be going on break here shortly. Um, how do people register for this event and or connect with it? Yes, you can visit uh, www.connectupmn.com um, and click on the registration link, and it will lead you to the reg- our registration page. Great. We're going to take a break. You're listening to AM 950 Food Freedom Radio. In studio with us is Stephanie Lewis with Social Impact Strategies and Janita with Janita's Jar Cookies Companies. How do we use the economy to create the world we want? When you need legal assistance, let the Minnesota Lawyer and Referral Information Service help you find the right attorney. It's a new and enhanced program of the Hennepin and Ramsey County Bar Associations. They have professional, experienced referral counselors who can connect you to vetted attorneys practicing in employment, real estate, wills, taxes, and much more. Take the stress out of finding a lawyer. Call 612-752-6699 or go to mnlawyerreferral.org. The right call for the right lawyer. Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can go solar with all energy solar, even way up north in Minnesota. Lots of people ask them, isn't Minnesota too cloudy for solar? No. The truth? For one thing, Minneapolis gets nearly as much sun each year as Houston, Texas. But it isn't just about how much sun you get. It's also about having access to great local incentive programs that make solar affordable. Learn what your options are to save with solar and visit allenergysolar.com today. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Hey, Twin Cities, are you trying to move your side hustle to your main hustle? Having trouble leveling up your back office? Getting stuck on how to find investors so you can secure that bag? Then you need to come to Connect Up Summit Friday, March 13th, and Saturday, March 14th at Metro State in St. Paul. Connect Up is a two-day summit offering hands-on workshops and connects small businesses with each other, local investors, as well as other local and national resources in the Minnesota Entrepreneur Ecosystem. Connect Up sells out every year, so get your ticket today. Go to www.connectupmn.com. 
Get a head start on this year's Blue State Ball by having dinner with me, Tom Harbin, on Saturday, February 22nd at Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club. It's your chance to chat with me about all the big political issues in a small, intimate setting. Crooners is located just north of Minneapolis off Moore Lake and Highway 65 and has plenty of free parking. Tickets are $200 and include a delicious dinner at Crooners, drinks, and a signed copy of my new book, The Hidden History of the War on Voting, Who Stole Your Vote and How to Get It Back. Tickets are very limited for this event, so guarantee your spot now by calling 952-946-8885. Don't miss out on your chance to have dinner with me the night before the Blue State Ball at Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club. Those tickets will go fast, so reserve now at 952-946-8885. More details at am950radio.com. I look forward to seeing you. Freedom Radio, where we plan to nurse the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and a person who wants to live and knows we have to build an equitable, sustainable, and fun community. And we're talking about an event coming up um, uh, called Connect Up Minnesota. Um, in studio with us is the founder of uh, Janita's uh, Jar, a cookie company that's got a social mission, and Stephanie Lewis um, with Social Impact Strategies. So, Stephanie, again, tell us about um, uh, what this event is, Connect Up. Minnesota. Yes, it's a two-day event that is um, culturally grounded, um, so the content that you will receive will be delivered um, in a more uh, personable, um, more pop culture uh, lens, uh, because we believe uh, the the communities that we're targeting, uh, they don't respond necessarily to very technical, very data-heavy information. Um, it has to be brought over in a way that is relational and relatable and relevant, and so that's where we root um, that's where we're rooted in. And so it's going to be, again, two days of relationship building. There's going to be the first day is going to be dedicated to learning. Again, there's three tracks, the entrepreneur track, um, really uh, digging into some of those 201 level questions. So uh, what do you mean by 201? So second level is. So I would. Yeah. yeah. So what we when we say 101 level is just like, OK, how do you start your business? You know, you do business, you know, you write a business plan, you open a checking account, you start doing fa- forecasts and projections. The 201 level questions are, come in when you have already been revenue uh, generating revenue for more than 12 months and now you're you're starting to make some money and you start having these secondary these other important questions like okay so how long will i have to do this before i can be able to transition to work on my business full time what steps do i need to take in order to do that how can i make that important transition from the C- from operator of someone else's company to ceo of my own company um how do i hire people how do i write a job description um how do i look at my books and understand where i'm going in my business right um who can i reach out to who are some of the who should be my squad as i build my business so um those are the those are the two hundred one questions that the ecosystem is not answering currently. We envision we have a, um, an analogy as Social Impact Strategies Group. We envision the entrepreneur ecosystem here as a baseball diamond. So on first base, you have your startups, right? You're in the idea phase. So you have the incubators and accelerators like Lunar Startups and, you know, Neon, which is in North Minneapolis. You have um, African Development Center. You have NDC in St. Paul providing support, resources, and funding for those business. Now on third base, you have those are in the growth and maturity stage. So you have those businesses that are generating over $250,000 in revenue annually. And you have, uh, you know, businesses like Mita and Women Venture and Go for Angels providing and Sophia Fund providing that capital and support in order for them to be able to hit that hockey stick. But we have this question about who's on second, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, we call that the missing middle. There's a lot of people that get lost in between first and third base. And what we're doing is pointing it out and saying, hey, this is a blue ocean that we need to work in. So a lot of our content that we deliver for, specifically for entrepreneurs is for that 201 space. So that's what you will see at Connect Up, a lot of 201 space content for entrepreneurs. Um, as far as ecosystems and investors is, again, helping them to really see that there is a problem 
and there are significant capital gaps and trust gaps um, and resource gaps within the ecosystem, and it's helping them to deal with it and figure out how they can leverage their own resources and how they can partner with entrepreneurs and other people within the ecosystem to help solve these problems. Why is this, why is this partnership important? Well, one, we're really trying to really undo five five centuries of systemic oppression. And even though it happened with, uh, it, there was partnership there, right? Mm-hmm, right? There was the transatlantic slave, slave trade. So there was partnership there. It's going to require collaboration, radical collaboration in order to undo this. It's going to require people really checking themselves, checking their biases and their own racism, the stuff that they internalize that they don't talk about. It's about checking that and really looking at, okay, so I think I'm really progressive. If I'm saying, you know, I care about communities of color, where are your dollars going? Where's your money sleeping at night? Like, those are the things that we want to see. You say you want to create impact. Okay, so what is the impact that you want to create? And, and, and are you willing to get there in a way that leaves people with their dignity, that is equitable, that is inclusive? Like, what are you willing to do? I just noticed in this work that sometimes it can be very performative. Like, people are just like, yeah, I want to do it. And then it, when you actually ask them to, you know, follow through, it's, it's, it's difficult for them. Um, and it's difficult for us. Trust me, me you know, supporting entrepreneurs that... Um, that are really struggling to get to struggling to bring their their product into mainstream markets is frustrating for us. Like so, we do push um, our ecosystem uh, ecosystem folks and our investor folks. We do push them for those two days because we have to understand that there's an urgency. Right. The wealth gap is continually to grow between whites and everybody else. Um, you know, especially during the Trump administration, the rich were definitely getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. And black in black communities, we have an average net wealth for like five dollars. So it's just like this is this is an all hands on deck situation. Again, it took partnerships to create five year five centuries of systemic oppression. It's going to it's going to take radical collaboration in order to undo it. Right. And I've heard it several times that entrepreneurs, building black and brown entrepreneurs is one of the quickest ways to um, to address that entrepreneur, that that gap. And it's been reflected in the data. Right. For right. So it's the American Express um, 2019 state of uh, state of women uh, business owners report. You know, it, I mean, they've been doing it consistently for about five, about 10 years and black and brown women are the fastest growing groups of entrepreneurs in the United States. Black women represent 21% of all women-owned businesses. Latinas represent 18% of all women-owned businesses. However, that's where the that's where the, the good metrics end. When you have black women-owned businesses only averaging $25,000 a year in revenue, and you have Latina businesses averaging twice that amount at 50000 when when compared to all businesses, is the average is one hundred forty three thousand. So yes, while we're celebrating that there's more black and brown women that are entering entrepreneurship, we also need to be we also need to start creating clearing pathways for these businesses to actually be able to be profitable. Cool. And so that's what the conference is about. It's about creating the exactly. pathways, and we create the pathways by being together in the same room. Right. Right. Um, I want to hear more about your story and and how did you uh, so what was it how did you first start this business and what was it like those first um, first few years when you were at like the 101 level hard <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to sugarcoat it pardon the pun no. sugarcoating cookies but anyway. <laughs> um, you know it was one of those things where um, when I was going through the process of okay it's time for me to leave. Most people will go and say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're on a journey to get stability and predictability, get a job, take care of my family." Nope, that was when I said I'm gonna start a business. But I <laughs> I literally felt like I was at rock bottom. Mm. Like I felt like I've lost everything that I thought I was going to obtain in life. I mean, I was just so broken. So even though I didn't think I was taking a chance on myself, I wasn't even that sophisticated in that moment. I just knew now was the time to try it, and so. It wasn't as scary, believe it or not, because when you feel like you've lost so much, there's not so much you're, you're afraid to lose. So if you want to think about how some of the tragedy and trauma can work for your benefit, 
sometimes you're in that space where I'm going to try something because I've already lost so much. So that's really what fueled me. Um, but it's like anybody else in the process of building a business. It's sacrifice. It's hard work. It's no's. It's building it and not paying yourself. It's building it and having to have your children sacrifice for yet another few months. Um, but I believed in what I was doing. But in addition to building a business, I also built an amazing support system so that while I'm trying to do what was really, really hard, I have people that were there to carry me, support me, and help to make it a little bit easier. Make it just a little bit easier. Listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950. We'll be back after this break. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Formerly the Audubon Center of the Northwoods, Osprey Wilds is a nonprofit environmental learning center on Grindstone Lake in Sandstone, Minnesota. Osprey Wilds has community events like Dinner at the Lake, Maple Syrup Day, and learning opportunities for all ages. Audit an environmental education college class, snowshoe or ski our trails, or learn about our wildlife programming. We're open to the public year-round. Visit online at O-S-P-R-E-Y-W-I-L-D-S.org. That's OspreyWilds.org. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. This is Chad, owner of AM950. I've been telling you about my friends at Snap Construction who are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior construction company in the metro. Don't just take my word for it. Take a look at all their reviews online. Winter is the most cost-effective time of the year to complete your construction project. A majority of Minnesotans choose to have their work completed on their home in the summer when they should be enjoying the weather. As a result, the demand for labor in the summer is much higher. The most cost-effective way to improve or restore your home is in the winter due to the lower demand. Right now, Snap Construction is offering an additional 30% off of labor to the AM950 listeners on your next construction project between now and the end of February. Call 612-333-SNAP and mention AM950 for an additional 30% off. As always, Snap Construction stands by their work with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Don't wait to get a free estimate by calling 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. Financing options available. At Better Futures Minnesota, we believe everyone deserves a fair shot. We believe in personal redemption and second chances and that those who are dedicated to change and hard work should have the opportunity to achieve success and make a positive impact in the community. The men we embrace and serve have made mistakes, but they aren't bad people. We work with men who take responsibility for their past and are committed to doing better, who work to create a better life for themselves, their family, and the community. Learn more at BetterFuturesMinnesota.com. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be mostly sunny with a high of 38, and tonight partly cloudy with a low around 22. Sunday will be sunny with a high of 43 and a low of 25, while Monday will be mostly cloudy with a high of 37 and a chance of snow at night with a low around 24. EatLocalMinnesota.com's Restaurant of the Week is Victor's 1959 Cafe, a unique local restaurant offering one-of-a-kind food and atmosphere, focusing on traditional Cuban recipes in a relaxed, casual, and festive Cuban environment. Check them out at 3756 Grand Avenue in South Minneapolis. Food Freedom Radio, where we plan to nourish the uh, seeds of change. I'm Laura Headline, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and someone who uh, wants to build an equitable, sustainable, and fun community. Um, in studio we're, today, we're talking about an event coming up um, in a couple weeks, Connect Up Minnesota. Um, and with us is Stephanie Lewis. She's with Social Impact Strategies and Janita Flowers. She has uh, her own company called Janita's Jar, a cookie company. And on break, um, before we were going to break, you were talking about how hard I mean, it's hard to start a business. And 
and, and, and we know it's, I mean... It is difficult. You know, I, I've known since I was 12 that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I really think for a lot of people... It may, they may not call entrepreneurship, but that drive to create something out of nothing or to solve a problem, I think it's innately in you. Mm-hmm. And that's really what fuels you to keep going. It's the same as any other obstacle you're going to face. Um, but like I said, I had the, I had an amazing support system. Um, but I wasn't at some of the tables where you find easier ways to be able to grow your business. If I would have known what I learned later when I, when I started, I would have started my business a little bit differently. But, you know, it was bootstrap and it was sacrifice and it was knowing that I had to say no to a lot of things if I really wanted to pursue this dream. And I had to believe that it was going to work. And so then you end up putting your all in and, you know, it becomes everything that I talk about everywhere I go. Um, that's my calling card. You're, you're, and you're going everywhere hoping that someone will believe in the dream because it's more than a cookie company. It's a mission behind it. And for me, I don't just want to sell you a cookie. I want you to understand that this cookie has meaning and it's all about bringing people together. You know, we say we're all about sharing cookies, sparking conversation and spreading hope. So when you are interacting with Janita's jar at any moment. Yes, I want you to enjoy a good cookie, but I want you to think about how do I pass the bar? How do I spread a message of hope? How do I support, ultimately support women to live their best lives? And we specifically focus on um, putting an end to relation violence against women. But it's all about spreading a message of hope, empowering women, because there's so many obstacles that women are facing. There's so many things that are put in our way that continues to create the stack and the odds against us that I want to be a part of that equation that is spreading a message of hope and empowering women and reminding her, you've got this. Because I know I was in a place where I didn't think I could do it on my own. It's a message of hope and a message of power. Right. 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 So talk about the, the elements of power in this. Well, I mean, with Connect Up, one of the things we, we like to do, um, we like to have um, sessions where we are, one of the things that we discovered, let me back up, one of the things that we discovered is there is a gap in confidence, right? And um, the Association for Enterprise Opportunity, they're actually releasing a study on um, uh, blacks, black entrepreneurs and uh, the confidence quotient. And really, it's about how, because you've been historically how you've been historically oppressed and treated, you just don't, you lack the confidence to go out there in the marketplace and stand out, stand aside of your product and say, hey, my product deserves, Janita's cookies deserves to be right next to, you know, Chips Ahoy, <laughs> right? Yes. And, 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 and doing that follow through and how, and that affects how you show up. So we have a lot of great business ideas and a lot of great entrepreneurs, but they're afraid to take that next step because they're afraid of rejection because it happens so much. They had to fight hard to get their nine to five. And so now I have to go out here and ask people for money for something that I hold dear, that something, this is my product, right? And so... That's we deal with those issues at Connect Up. I mean, in our Pitch Perfect session um, each year, it always it always fills up, and every time the the attendees they are on their way home practicing their pitch. Literally, one of the attendees uh, yesterday she had to go uh, last year. Her, she went to pick up her husband from the airport, and she said, "I was practicing my pitch to him while I was in the car because." It made me more confident, you know, to say, hey, this is my business and this is what I do. And and they can she said, I can show up differently now because there were people who look like me was telling me and they were successful showing me how to show up as my own self. And so because we do not get an opportunity to show up authentically as women. And then particularly if you're black, you're brown, you're indigenous and if you're trans, there's no opportunity for, there's very little opportunities for you to do that. So at Connect Up, we make, we create space for that to show you how you can show up and be unapologetic and stand next to your product. And that really, and then that prepares them what happens day two when they walk into the room with the investors so they can know, hey, you know what? Without me, you can't make any money. And it's about inverting that, turning that power dynamic, inverting that power dynamic and saying, yes, you do have money, but you can't make more without me. So that's what we work towards. That's what we start off with each and every each and every year we do this. I think also when you talk about power and what is so profound about Connect Up is the deliberate focus on communities of color, women of color. Representation matters. Yes. As 
as an entrepreneur in the consumer packaged goods space, there are not a lot of women that look like me. I mean, I show up in rooms all the time. So you're already dealing with the regular everyday struggles of any entrepreneur that's building a business. You know all the struggles, the hardship, the no's. You got to have, you know, I got to try again, try again, wake up every day ready to go. But when you're constantly show up in spaces where no one looks like you, your voice isn't represented, There, there is a lack of empowerment that you that you carry going into the space. So you have to, like... Put on another level of, okay, I got to take on this extra burden into this space because I have to show up fully myself, ready to go. And Connect Up brings together specifically focusing on women of color, people of color, to be able to come together. There's just power in that. Before the first conversation is even had, <laughs> right. there's power in that community. You feel like, I'm not in this alone. alone. That cannot be underestimated because automatically when I, at least I know you're struggling, I'm struggling, but there's... There's some, I can do this if you can do this. Like, there's all of a sudden this connection, and we haven't even talked about what our products are and yet. And that's what people have said about Connected. They're like, oh, my goodness, because you, you know this, and my sister is an entrepreneur as well, is that being an entrepreneur can be a very isolating yeah. experience. And so to see other people who look like you, again, mm-hmm. going through the same things, experiencing the same pain points, and being able to do it in a way that is authentic and that allows them to be vulnerable in that space, mm-hmm. that is powerful. Yes. And then preparing them to walk into a room with people who have, who are, walk into a room with sources of capital, investors, and philanthropy and saying, hey, this is what I need. That is such, in just that 48, that 36 hours, that is a huge shift for them. And they take that and they can go forward and say, you know what, if I can show up like this in a room full of people who have money, how else can I, where else can I show up just like this? Well, I, I, so your website has um, a bunch of videos of people who have attended, and, and one thing that uh, the participants are saying is that networking matters, that it really helps it to is, build it co- confidence. Because we talk about the social uh, social capital gap, right? And people ask, what is social capital? Social capital is really your relationship networks. For example, if I had two parents who were both professors and I'm looking to go to law school, Let's talk about like all the ways that can happen. Well, you know, I have two parents that are professors. They have colleagues and stuff. You and, need a letter of reference rep- from another lawyer exactly, to get into law school. Exactly. Who do you ask? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it cuts out a lot of the hurdles that other people who are that don't have that experience. And it it it, it, it gives you privilege. It is a privilege. And so we see people um, we see people who are earning six figures a year, have master's degrees, but they still lack the social capital. They are not connected to the sources of capital. They have their friends, but they don't know anybody who has a net worth of $5 million who can make a call and say, hey, you know, my, my friend so-and-so needs this. Can you help? It, and, it, it, and we've seen the ecosystems that those communities, I mean, and we work, again, as a perfect example. It just lost ton of ton of money yeah. it wasn't really well thought out um and they, they actually blew billions of dollars and and yet their rhetoric was all about kind of like community engaging and purposeful so so um uh, you know how do um you know how do this the sum of our networks and our networks that tend to look like us so how do we build these these shared spaces so we can all move you know that that um uh sustainability benefits all um equity benefits all I think some of that's the ripple effect. I mean, you're going into the space connect up for many entrepreneurs coming in. They haven't met half of the people in that space. They haven't met most people in the, in the ecosystem space, whether they're the entrepreneur or in the investor space. And so now just by meeting three or four people in, the, in that space, you've just now expen- expanded your network. And so now I have a resource. When I have a question about whatever capacity that you know this ecosystem partner has or they're working in, I now can access their network by asking them a question. Hey, this is what I'm experiencing right now. Where would I go to get some more support? Now, not only do I have their ear, now they're probably going to make their network available to me. And now I have five meetings as opposed to none when I started at Connect Up. So it's really bringing everyone together, exposing us to other people that we wouldn't ever get to sit in the same room with, because when would we if we're all in different spaces? And now I've just 
expanded multiply, my network. You multiplied your network. Not only that, but Connect Up, we deliberately keep Connect Up small. So you're, it's, not, it's not a conference with 600 people. We try to cap it out between 150 and 175. So that, that, uh, that relationship building can be done. It's very difficult if you have a conference of 600 people or 1,000 people to really establish meaningful relationships. It becomes, you know, you're just jockeying, collecting business cards, and you're going about your way. But with Connect Up, you're sitting next to somebody that's worth millions of dollars. You're sitting next to somebody who has a million-dollar idea. You're sitting next to somebody who has access to all these different resources, and you're just – you're just sitting next to them. It's not like, oh, we're, you know, everybody's, you know, on different levels. Everybody's coming together. We have plenary sessions. We have opportunities. This time we're going to have a dessert, a dessert hour where people can just come together and talk. And so this building, this relationship building is happening right here. And it has a ripple effect. A good example is that my sister um, actually met her accountant and <laughs> connect up. And I don't think people really understand how how scary of a process that is because it's just like one you know a lot you know everything about numbers i know nothing and two my understanding my understanding leading up to this is that you're expensive and so what my sister found out is that hey yes she does charge but she's willing to work with her and so they came up with a a payment scheme that was comfortable for her and now she has somebody reviewing her books each month checking her cash flow and planning for the next steps of her business and she met that person at connect up so powerful. It is powerful. So tell me, uh, what would the world look like um, in 10 years? Or what would Twin Cities, not the world, what would Twin Cities look like? Um, what, how will Twin Cities be different in 10 years because of these Connect Up ecosystems? Well, the Connect Up, that's, this is, that's just stage one. That's stage one of our, of our long-term plans um, to really, you know, create um, an investment mechanism to uh, invest directly into uh, underestimated uh, businesses. So in 10 years, we do see... I mean, this is, well, I'm going to speak for myself. My dream in 10 years is that um, businesses, uh, underestimated businesses, if they fail, they're failing because of their own efforts, not because they couldn't get the, the the capital, not because they couldn't get the resources, not because they didn't have the, the networks. I want them to fail like white men. <laughs> and that's how white men fail. They fail because they their idea, just the market wasn't responsive to their idea. That's what I want. Cool. Okay, that is good. So we're, you're listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950. In studio is Stephanie Lewis with Social Impact Strategies and Janita Flowers with Janita's Jar. We'll be back with our last segment in just a second. Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com, from classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Cafe Latte offers made-from-scratch soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Stop in the wine bar and enjoy a unique pizza loaded with fresh vegetables and perfectly roasted meats. Over 30 wines by the glass, Cafe Latte highlights Washington State wines and is the perfect destination for date night or an evening with friends. 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Victor's 1959 Cafe has been serving South Minneapolis traditional Cuban food for over 15 years. Victor's is open for breakfast and lunch daily and now accepts dinner reservations, too. Stop in and try the Pollo Tropicale or the Sandwich Cubano, which was featured on Food Network. More at EatLocalMinnesota.com. Hey, Twin Cities, are you trying to move your side hustle to your main hustle? Having trouble leveling up your back office? Getting stuck on how to find investors so you can secure that bag? Then you need to come to Connect Up Summit Friday, March 13th, and Saturday, March 14th at Metro State in St. Paul. Connect Up is a two-day summit offering hands-on workshops and connects small businesses with each other, local investors, as well as other local and national resources in the Minnesota entrepreneur ecosystem. Connect Up sells out every year, so get your ticket today. Go to www.connectupmn.com. Formerly the Audubon Center of the Northwoods, Osprey Wilds is a nonprofit environmental learning center on Grindstone Lake in Sandstone, Minnesota. Osprey Wilds has community events like Dinner at the Lake, Maple Syrup Day, and learning opportunities for all ages. Audit an environmental education college class, snowshoe or ski our trails, or learn about our wildlife programming. We're open to the public year-round. Visit online at ospreywilds.org. That's ospreywilds.org. This is Ellie Krug from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 7 to 8 a.m. Many listeners know that I founded Human Inspiration Works 
LLC, which trains on human inclusivity and on how to be welcoming, diverse humans. Today, organizations of all sizes find that they need to train team members on diversity and inclusion. I can do that. Many say that my trainings change the way they see the world. I'd love to help make your organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Get a head start on this year's Blue State Ball by having dinner with me, Tom Harbin, on Saturday, February 22nd at Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club. It's your chance to discuss with me the big issues facing the country in a small, intimate setting. You can guarantee your spot at the February 22nd dinner by pre-purchasing a ticket for $200. Tickets are very limited and will go fast. So reserve your spot now by calling 952-946-8885. More details at am950radio.com. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plan to nourish the seeds of change. Uh, we've been talking all about this great event, Come Up, uh, Connect Up MN.com. And um, Stephanie Lewis, when I first called you, I was surprised what even what came out of my mouth. It's like, you know, I think the current economy just really sucks and we need to do something better. <laughs> and and then I, w- I was talking to a friend about this and they were um, they were actually on the verge of homelessness. And yeah. they have dealt with this crisis. And fortunately, they emerged from that. But she said that she felt like she did not belong to the human race. Mm. It was that 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 wow. powerful is that you just don't feel like you belong mm-hmm. to the human race and i can look at so many reasons i mean i i the the economy sucks because we're in the sixth mass extinction of the planet right now um the the soils uh, being depleted our air is toxic i mean there's there's so many ways that the economy isn't um you know i don't know i guess i'll just I, the economy just doesn't seem to be fun <laughs> i mean i mean to be completely honest i mean the economy was never fun for black and brown folks. Good point. Right? Yeah, you know, it's we, built it, we built it on, you know, the backs yeah. of our ancestors. So it was never a fun place for us. We never, there was never an upside to it. So it, it is always sucked for us. It's just now sucking worse for some of the people that, you know, thought it worked well for them at one point. Um, and, you know, during this current, in this current administration, we see it sucking even more. Uh, we see the rich getting richer and everyone else is getting poor. So, yeah, I mean. The, the economy is sucking and there's reasons why. Um, and that is, those reasons are rooted in white supremacy. Capitalism and white supremacy are, go hand in hand. Um, and so mm-hmm. when you have, when you have that as a foundation, it can't, it can't improve in a meaningful way and not for everyone. If, especially if we're not doing that radical collaboration, it's not going to improve for everyone. So it's going to continue to suck. And the, the divide is just so big between the haves and the have nots. Yes. And there's not a direct path to equity. So it's not like, well, if I work three times as hard, <laughs> I can get here. No, that's there's not. not. How it works. It, it, it's, that's not, not. it's not even set up to be uh-uh. equitable so that equal work means equal pay. It's just, it's just set up so that it's a trap that continues to discourage and then the divide gets bigger because then we start, then hopelessness starts to set in and then isolation starts to set in and then we become further and further apart but the systems just get greater and greater and greater. Right now there's just like, there's a myth of a meritocracy. If you work really hard then you can be able to live this dream and that's not true. You know, there's a lot of people that are, I mean, who works harder than poor people? Right. right. People. I mean, these are people that are, you know, sacrificing time with their children. They're leaving their eight and nine-year-old children at home to get them ready for school so they can go out and be to work by seven so and working two jobs i mean that's my that's my family story i'm pretty sure people around this table can probably ad- can identify so it's just like who is not working harder i mean if we were really paying people based on their level of work and their work ethic poor people would be inc- insanely rich because they're out here holding down two jobs and parenting and trying to make pta meetings and you know caring for an aging adult and you know doing a whole host of other things and you know we don't recognize that work we don't pay people according to what you know we don't pay people according to that effort we have something called unskilled labor do you know how skilled you have to be in order to be a server at a restaurant right Mm -hmm. i've done it and i think what makes it even it sort of allows despair to set in is you're working hard you can't get ahead but it becomes a generational thing so where in some cases when there is an abundance, well, if, if, if I'm working hard and it just, it, you know, I fell in hard times and I wasn't able to fix my financial situation, I can ask the generation ahead of me and say, hey, 
I need $50,000 to buy a new house and get back on my feet. Okay, we have you. But when there's been a generational of just constant struggle and lack of access, not only am I struggling, I don't have anywhere to go. And so what it means is now I'm passing on the hardship to the next generation that I'm trying to raise, not because I don't want to work, not because of lack of effort, but because of lack of access. And there's no one there to support me when things get hard. But when I have access to resources, I'm, I'm having a hard time, but I have someone to bail me out. And then also, when you have that next generation that may have went to college and has a decent job, they're probably the only person in that family that is doing well. And so their ability to, you know, be economic, to be upwardly mobile is still... Um, is still slowed because now I have to care. I have to care for my entire family. Right. Right. I mean, there's so I have so many friends that have that experience that they're only person in the family that made good. And now they're paying people's rent. Now mm-hmm. they're, you know, loaning out money to, you know, to uh, get their car fixed. And so when they need something, when they hit on hard times, when they get that layoff notice, there's no savings for them because they've supported everyone else. And it perpetuates the cycle of poverty. And what's even worse at that time, you don't take on on school debt and now you have to pay and there's no means for you to do that. So, okay. So now, um, now you're going to tell people go start a job and they're feeling all that stress. (laughs) Connect Up is here because we believe that we can change it, and we're starting now. And now, cool. and entrepreneurship is a pathway to wealth creation and intergenerational wealth. And it has been shown time and time again. If you own something, you own a business, you create, you got assets, you have things that you can liquidate in case you fall on hard times. But in order for communities of color to get to that point where they're where the dominant culture is we need strategic investments we're not talking about piecemeal investments we're talking about billions and billions of dollars and elizabeth warren said yesterday in her debate she was the only one that addressed the entrepreneurship gap for black and brown women and her idea of starting a seven billion dollar fund to deploy capital to these businesses so they can actually have an opportunity to compete in the marketplace and an opportunity for every for small investors exactly you know and that's kind of what the whole crowdfunding is okay i'll give you 50 bucks and then i get a free pizza at the end mm-hmm. or something but but how we create different systems because uh i know i was i was seeing some chart and it was crazy about exxon mobile big time in debt they used to be the one of the largest right. companies yeah. and now they're kind of in trouble and same with g's we've had so much disruption in our economy but how do we how do we disrupt the economy in a way that honors our hearts, right, and right. our souls and right. our, our, our being? It's it's not looking to the, you know, even though I use the term investor, I want to be very careful, and I apologize. I want to be very careful on how I use that word because investor, we have this idea of like a Jeff Bezos. We have an idea of a Warren, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, a Warren Buffett, a Mike Bloomberg, or Oprah Winfrey, but you can invest now. Like if you are doing okay and you can invest and you have, you know, you get your bonuses each year, you can peel off a thousand dollars and say, Hey, Janita, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars to help you with your business. That thousand dollars is going to help her get the inventory necessary, or she can use that as reserve capital, you know, so she can say, Hey, you know, I just paid my entry fee into a, a show so I can sell more, sell more product, or it helped me buy more, uh, more uh, inventory or more materials so I can make more cookies. You know, I, you know, or maybe it pays for an intern to help with my website. You know, those you don't have to have millions of dollars in order to invest. You can invest with a thousand dollars. If you have ten people investing with a thousand dollars into Janita's business, Janita has ten thousand dollars now, and that gives her it gets her closer to becoming to becoming uh, successful. Wonderful. Well, we're down to our last 30 seconds. Again, uh, the uh, address for people to check out this Connect Up Minnesota? It is www.connectupmn.com. And if somebody wants to buy some cookies, where do they go? It's janitasjar.com. And how's that spelled? J-U-N-I-T-A-S-J-A-R.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. It was a fun conversation. Yes, thank you. Like food freedom, economic freedom, (laughs) relax. Yes, yes. Yes, find it together. <sighs> Why not? Yeah. Yes. So uh, this you is listen. Good. Yeah, this is good. Oh, I love it. I love it too. You've been listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM nine fifty, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Um, have a wonderful day.